1: And with that, welcome into the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I am ACL. He is Wags. NFL Week 15 this weekend. Championship week in college football. Bowls start on Monday. Wags, we got NFL on Thursday. We got NFL on Saturday. We got NFL on Sunday and NFL on Monday along with college football championship weekend and bowls coming. What an awesome, awesome weekend of football here.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to the uh, you know, having college football and sprinkled in with some other college games which you never get. It's uh pretty
1: exciting and you got NFL all weekend, that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I always love when the NFL starts on these Saturday NFLs. For whatever reason it just kinda gets me going as far as like, Oh, the playoffs are right around the corner. Yeah, so.
0: no, it's great. Exactly. Yeah, the Saturday games, you know, you know you're in uh the holiday yeah. spirit. You got bowl season. You got the
1: holidays.
0: You got Saturday games, Thursday games, Sunday games. Um, yeah, it's awesome. You just basically you got
1: Anthony Lynn on Thursday night primetime, man.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Excited? Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, you know, am I excited? Um, I mean, look.
1: Vi- <laughs> vi- vi- excited might not be the right uh, word. Yeah, interested? I <laughs> yeah, I-
0: interested to see. I mean, look, Thursday is always, uh, you know, you got nothing else to do you got to watch this game so uh you know we'll see what anthony lynn can do on the road i mean char- chargers as a dog as a dog you know what they say so we'll, we'll see yeah. what uh what <laughs> what trouble he can get into this week
1: yeah, the, I don't know if you saw last week. I'm sure you did, and, and uh, most of the listeners did as well. I retweeted it at the end of the first half in that Chargers-Falcons game where they botched the field goal. He basically didn't know whether to send his guys on, send his guys off. And the funny part is he he took over the special teams this week after right, the debacle right. last week for special teams. So right. he, that he, literally uh, was 100% on him.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's probably been on him the entire time. I mean, <laughs> he's just it's just poor clock management. and You can't have that in the NFL. It's inexcusable.
1: You cannot. Enough about Anthony Lynn. College football rankings came out yesterday. No change at the top. Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4, AM 5. Ugh. And then Wags, we get into something you and I discussed. So Iowa State remains 6, or they go up a spot in their six. The Florida Gators. The Florida Gators were at home. They were minus, they were 23 and a half point favorites versus LSU. I was on LSU. I tweeted out, you know, complete disrespect for Coach O in this spot. Look, LSU was plus 29 against Alabama, but that's Alabama. Florida and Alabama, okay? So they lose as 23-point favorites, one of the worst losses of the entire year, I don't care who you are, to a 3-1 LSU team. Yet Florida drops one spot in their seventh. Can you explain this one to me? Or is the – just the committee is simply corrupt and that's the explanation?
0: SEC, man. That's that's what it's all about. It's been like that for, for years. It's I, – I think this year you've seen – quite a drop off I think from the SEC I don't I'm not saying they're they're still not a top two or even the best conference um, but I think I've seen a big difference in defense Uh, Alabama giving up a ton of points Florida giving up a ton of points LSU giving up a ton of points you know we're not seeing these uh you know 13-9 games anymore we're we're seeing some explosion on offense and and the defense don't look that well, that great the uh, you know you you talk about florida i talk about iowa state i mean both two two lost teams um you know and georgia look 6 7 and 8 two lost teams um mm-hmm. you look at 9 you got cincinnati sitting there oh, a zero lost team uh, 9 uh, yeah exactly yes. and i understand you know um yeah, but the conference and and this and that and I get that. And I completely can understand why the rankings are the way they are. But think about the players. They don't control the schedule. You put right. you know, you put a team in front of them, they beat them. Um you look at Coastal Carolina, you look at these teams with zero losses and Coastal Carolina just beat BYU a couple weeks. I mean, they have uh you know, some argument there. And, and I know ACL we were talking before. I know you wanted to mention this also usc right mm-hmm. i mean they're yeah pac-12 yeah you know maybe not everybody on the east coast gets to watch them they're five and zero. if they win this weekend they get you know against oregon and in, in the why don't they have equal argument
1: over someone like ohio state yeah i mean usc they're five and 0 they're they're ranked uh in the latest poll 13th okay So they have the exact same record as Ohio State. They're a Power 5 conference. Obviously, if Ohio State played USC on a neutral, Ohio State's favorite, I totally get it. But at a certain point, why are you playing the games, right? If you're just going to say, well, the Vegas power rankings would have Florida ahead of Cincinnati, so we have to rank Florida ahead. I mean, what's the point of of playing the games if you're just going to keep these teams seventh? I mean, it's absurd. And yeah, if USC beats Oregon, say they beat them convincingly, why is USC not at least considered...
0: Well, they, I mean, they're not even going to be forward. considered. They're, they're, you know, what, what's the best that they move up? I mean, if they, if they beat Oregon, let's say they beat Oregon 52 to nothing. Yeah. Okay. They, they just put it on them. I mean, where are they going to go? They have nowhere. There's too many teams ahead of them for Correct. them to even be considered. And, you know, it, it's really a shame for them. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it, ACL. Um, but I do, looking at the top, I see Alabama. They deserve to be number one. They should be number one. They will be number one. They're, you know, likely going to beat Florida as what seventeen point favorites. Yep. They'll stay number one. Notre Dame and Clemson. Somebody's going to be two. The winner of that game, and I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, the question is, if either of the, it, you know, does it matter who loses if Clemson loses and has two losses? Are they are they going to even drop out of the top four? Because if you know, you're making an argument that. Iowa State and Florida should be ahead of, you know, an 8-0 Cincinnati, I can make the argument that a two-loss Clemson need, should be ahead of Texas A&M. Yeah, so, because that that
1: two-loss has an asterisk next to it. Right, exactly. Right, without Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I agree with you. So, so say that this scenario happens that Notre Dame wins, and say Iowa State beats Oklahoma, Yep, right? Iowa State, they currently have six. So they're kind of tipping their hand there about what they think about Iowa State. You know, Iowa State would have nine wins. They would have just won the Big 12. Uh, and Clemson would have two losses. So they could, I guess, in their own minds, make the argument that Ohio, Iowa State deserves to get in ahead of Clemson. Now, I don't think – I think no matter what happens, unless Clemson loses 52 to nothing, I think they're going to get in because they want Trevor Lawrence in. Right. That's just what I think. So no matter what happens in that game – uh i think that both of those teams are going to get in now notre dame eh, maybe not so much if clemson goes out there and, and just blows them out i think that there's a real case to be made that notre dame might not get in because their one big win on the year was without was against clemson without trevor lawrence yeah so. uh,
0: yeah not only that with a, without like three or four defenders that were starters yep. as well and if clemson puts it on notre dame clemson moves to two let's just say ohio state moves to three then you have a and and notre dame sitting there well guess what a&m's only lost assuming they beat tennessee is to number one Alabama by what eighteen points or something yeah, like that,
1: and you have the Big Twelve winner. Don't forget that, right? Oklahoma or Iowa State. Yeah. So
0: I mean, there, there's a lot, a lot of interesting things going on in the rankings. Um, actually, really exciting um, to see how how things shake out after this weekend and, and who's going to be
1: in this uh, college football playoff. Totally agree. Current numbers, guys. Alabama to win it all minus one forty three. Clemson plus two seventy five. Ohio State plus three hundred. Notre Dame seven to one. The next closest team is Texas A&M at 20-1. So here's why I don't really love this Alabama number. I actually saw it as high as minus 180. DraftKings has minus minus 143 that I just mentioned. FanDuel has Alabama minus 130, which I think is a little more fair. But basically, Alabama, no matter what happens, Alabama is the only team, in my opinion, that is guaranteed to get in. Alabama could go out and lose to the Gators outright, and they're still going to get in. I think you and I agree on that, Wax. So this number is essentially built in having known that that Alabama is guaranteed one of those four spots. Now, yes, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, they're all probably going to get in, but it's not guaranteed that they get in. Therefore, you can't necessarily have these numbers down. So if you're looking to play Bama, I would actually wait a little bit because I think once the four teams are settled, say it is Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, that number is going to shrink a little bit, I believe, on Alabama because they're going to have to go through, say, i don't know clemson and ohio state or notre dame and clemson to win it all and the the money line parlay on those two should be a little bit lower than you know minus 150 minus 180 range somewhere around there so um that's why you're i think you're seeing alabama at worse than even money odds currently yep
0: no, i i agree i took a random shot i took the field that even money um, yeah maybe what five six days ago uh, over alabama so uh that's what i'm playing i mean i'm not saying alabama is going to lose uh they 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 could very well win it out all but um you know i think there's a lot of parity with these top teams and anybody could beat anybody and for alabama to have to beat two very good teams um back to back is going to be tough so uh why not take the field
1: as far as heisman numbers wags We talked a lot about Heisman numbers, and it got super interesting this past weekend, obviously with Florida losing. Kyle Trask is now the third favorite, plus 350 to win the Heisman. Devonta Smith, Alabama receiver, plus 200. Favorite now is Mac Jones at minus 200. We talked about how we both liked the number on Jones over the last few weeks, headed into the SEC title game. I think if he has a big game, he wins this award. Here's sort of the the quirk here that's been thrown into this. I'm hearing in the last week a ton of people, even Heisman voters, coming out and kind of Giving Devonta Smith another look here. um When Jalen Waddle went out, here's sort of why I I, I thought against Devonta Smith. When Jalen Waddle went out, who was that? Bam top receiver. They haven't missed a beat, right? It's been Mac Jones back there, no matter who the receiver is. It just happened to be Devonta Smith once Waddle went out. So, I will say this: If Smith goes out in the SEC title game and has one of these, you know, twelve catch, 170 yard, two touchdown games, maybe returns a kick like you did last week. He might win this award. And at worst, what he's going to do is he's going to split the votes with Jones. So that could very well happen. If Kyle Trask goes out there and they lose, I don't know, by three points, by seven points, something like that. He has a really good game, four touchdowns, no interception game, something like that. He could kind of sneak in there if Jones and Smith are, are splitting votes. So really, really interesting quirk here built in over the last week as Devonta Smith shot Right up the board here with his performances the last two weeks.
0: Absolutely, and and you know we, we talked about this, and and Waddle um, Waddle was their top receiver. I mean, if yeah. he continued to have the year he was having, I mean, basically it's Devonta Smith's numbers, if not even better. The 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 one thing that Smith brings is that return game. Um, he. He's incredible to watch. I mean, he, he's really fun. I mean, he's going to be a top what five, 10 draft pick next year. Um, so you know, good for him. Um, but yeah, I think this is Mac Jones to lose. I think um, you know we we've said it for the last three weeks. You know, let's pound hard the Mac Jones plus money. You know, I think it was what plus one fifty, plus one sixty. Uh, yeah, higher in some places. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, exactly. Um, you know, what pound 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 because again. We knew they had to play Florida. We knew that Bama most likely is going to beat Florida. At one point, it was 14. Now I think it's up to 17-point uh, favorites. And guess what? We thought that that game was going to be the big, the key. Well, guess what? Florida loses to LSU. Uh, Trask has a really not a good game. I mean, the... He's the reason they were still in that game, but he also was the reason why they lost. I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. He threw a couple of picks. He fumbled um, really inopportune times, really bad mistakes. Uh, LSU came to play. They were giving him looks that he has never seen before, um, and, and he struggled. So um, fact fact is, you know, Jones with even losing his top receiver and Waddle didn't miss a beat. Trask, He loses Kyle Pitts for a game and he looked lost. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's Mac Jones to lose. Yes, Devonta Smith could take some votes away, but um, I still like my Jones play uh, over the last few weeks at at plus money. And and I'm going to hold that ticket.
1: Yeah, I I definitely would like to have. I do have, as you do, but I'm saying generally I would prefer to have a Jones ticket here at whatever plus money over a Smith ticket, for example, at 2-1 to right now. Yeah. Um, Now, one option that you could do, obviously, is you could take the field against Mac Jones going into this weekend and just guarantee yourself money if you have Jones at plus money already. Uh, One thing I am hearing some people are taking flyer on is Ian Book to win the Heisman. Uh, Always shop around for this, guys. If, if you if you are taking Ian Book to win the Heisman, DraftKings has him at 9-1. If you flip over to FanDuel, Heisman Trophy winner, Ian Book's 50-1. to <laughs> So one little click will get you from 9-1 to to 50. That's 50-5-0 at FanDuel for Ian Book. So I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, he, to me, is going to get a bunch of third-place votes, a bunch of fourth-place votes, maybe even get a second-place vote if they can uh, be Clemson this weekend. But, uh, I have heard some people saying, you know, if Ian book throws five touchdowns, they'd be Clemson this weekend. He's going to get my Heisman vote, that kind of thing. But
0: yeah, I, I you know, mean, I running, I'm not running the way. No, fight. I mean, he doesn't even, he has 2,300 yards passing and 15 yep. touchdowns this year. I mean, he's, his numbers aren't there. It is Notre Dame. They are undefeated. They are number two, but he's not a Heisman guy. They're, they're winning as a team. Um, you know, I, I think Lawrence has better numbers than him, having sit out a couple games with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I just don't see Notre Dame going out and, and putting it on Clemson. So um, but look, if you're a believer, uh, look, 50 to one. I
1: mean, if you're a believer, take the 50, not the nine, please. Yeah, <laughs> go, oh, go shop. Go shop. Yeah, awesome games this weekend, guys. Friday, of course, we have the Pac 12 title game, Oregon and USC, like we just talked about. Big 12, Oklahoma, minus five and a half, minus six versus Iowa State on Saturday. Big 10, Ohio State, currently minus 20, minus 20 and a half against Northwestern. Darren Novell has. Uh, I tweeted it out. He Basically, he bought a bunch. He's a Northwestern alum, and he basically bought a bunch of Northwestern to win the conference tickets. Somewhere in the range of 150 to 1, 200 to 1, something like that. I think he has like $1,500 in risk. And if Northwestern can win, I believe he wins like $238,000, something like that. Pretty cool article for him. Um, He's like live streaming. first Points bet is going to be making him like deal, no deal offers. It's this whole big crazy thing. Should be somewhat interesting uh Belt Championship Louisiana plus three and a half versus Coastal on Saturday of course Clemson Notre Dame we talked about that as Saturday as well and then the big one I don't know if it's the big one from a points bet perspective but the big one that'll get all the national hype Alabama currently minus 17 against the Florida Gators Saturday night along with Tulsa and Cincinnati in the AAC title game Saturday night so and two NFL games like I said Buffalo, Denver, and Carolina, and Green Bay. Ooh, that Aaron Rodgers Green Bay avatar is coming out, wags. Oh yeah, Saturday night.
0: Oh yeah, it's always coming out.
1: Um, yeah, and then when, when the MVP might be coming out. You know, I don't think he's going to, but <laughs> it's possible. It's
0: possible. Some Look, some people think uh, that's possible. Um, we'll we'll see how uh, Mahomes does this week in in the uh, dome in,
1: in New Orleans. We will. All right, moving over to the NFL, the National Football League. Only one place to start, obviously, as we move to the NFL. Monday night football, Ravens in the Cleveland Browns wags. I was on the Ravens minus three. They're up 14, going into the fourth. Sitting Lamar nice. Feel, feeling
0: good, right? Feeling
1: good. Feeling good. Lamar's yeah. got the game under control. Baker's doing his thing, throwing picks. All of a sudden, he's going in the back, doing whatever he's going to be doing, cramping. Some people say he's doing some other stuff. Fine, whatever. He's not in the game. All of a sudden, the Browns come all the way back. They're up. Uh, I forget the whole timeline, but they take the lead in the fourth. Trace McSorley tears, his, goes down with a knee injury, fourth down. Willis Reed style. Lamar Jackson comes out, throws a touchdown pass. Browns go score. Ravens go score. And there's two seconds left on the clock. Now, Lamar could have spiked the ball to where the field goal would have ended the game, but he chose not to do that. He chose not to do that. I he think, chose to I spike think, the ball at I think ACL
0: seconds. may have given him a call. He might, he might have – after he got Brown in the – back, I mean, after he got, a, you know, <laughs> some water or whatever he was doing, maybe some crackers, I think ACL gave him a call and said, Amen. hey, let's leave, a, let's leave two seconds left on the clock. Come on.
1: Please. Come on, Lamar. One give, time. Give us a not chance. Not one time. Here. Give us a chance. And it wasn't like you know. Look, if the if that hadn't happened, it would have been a push. It would have been kind of a, a gross push, but it would have been a push. Fine, you know, you lift, you 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 move on. Uh, you're talking
0: about a gross push. I think Lamar might be able to talk a little bit about a gross push. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm leave that one alone. He actually had to address this and tweet it out. So you know,
1: <laughs> he might be getting some tweets there. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we had the whole. I'm not gonna go into it, but. Basically, the Browns, instead of going forward, they just kept going backwards. It was one of the more unbelievable things I've ever seen. And they literally just kept throwing the ball back and back and back. And then all of a sudden, I think it was – uh might have been Jarvis Landry. I'm not sure. He just runs out the back of the end zone. Okay, no problem. In That's the it. We'll take it. Laughing. We'll take
0: it. We'll take that five I'll, points.
1: Take it, man. Yes, it.
0: absolutely. Yeah, you know what it actually reminded me of when uh, the Hurricanes beat Duke? on that play they kept going backwards I'm like what are they doing what are they doing I mean hurricanes obviously you know happened a little differently and they ended up breaking it uh you know open for a touchdown and winning that game but um yeah not not for the Browns they took the safety give us a five-point win
1: they took the safety there was a gentleman at FanDuel Sportsbook he took the Cleveland Browns on the alternate line plus four and a half minus 130 for $40,000 um, so he was not happy. However, to FanDuel's credit, they and this is all you know a big marketing thing. FanDuel refunded all Browns betters, uh, including that guy. Big marketing so, thing. Um, yeah, seven hundred fifty grand.
0: It's so smart because everybody you know now is oh wow they do they do the right thing kind of they'll they'll help right. us you know it's a cheap play for them um, you know marketing costs a lot of money nowadays and it's going to be a lot more. Uh, costly to, to go out and, and do uh, SEO advertising online and all this stuff and billboards and TV ads and everything you possibly can do now. Um, it's going to cost less just to refund the Browns betters.
1: Yeah, customer acquisition for, acquisition for them. I mean, they'll get X amount of customers just based on that news alone. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's definitely smart. But yeah, that guy, I, he obviously at the time didn't know that that would be refunded. So I can huh. only imagine that guy sitting there watching that game. Uh, sort of feeling out what's about to happen as the Browns continually to throw the ball backwards. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, wags eighteen to one, you can get the Ravens to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay, they're currently eight and five. Obviously, if they win the last three, they're going to go eleven and five. They're not going to win the division, but they would get a wild card. Um, here's the remaining schedule. Let me pull it up here. One second. Okay, so they play the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. They're minus thirteen. That's a win. Next week they play the New York Giants at home. Should be a win. Should They'll be, a
0: be win. double
1: digit yep, no. around yeah. minus ten, something like that. January 3rd, week 17 at the Bengals, who have essentially quit. Yep. So it's 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 highly likely that the Ravens are gonna win out. Um now it's always important to kind of look at the team now versus preseason, right? This was the team next to the Chiefs that was the co favorite in the AFC. And this was a team, I don't know, two months ago in Monday night football. They were minus three and a half, minus four, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So the market at that point was saying the Ravens are better than the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs won that game. I get it. Point being, this team's getting healthy. Um, They're going to probably wind up 11-5. and And, look, I know Lamar's playoff resume hasn't been up to par at this point. Uh, Big game Lamar is an actual thing where he sort of doesn't show up in these games as of now. But – I have heard some sharp guys taking a taking a flyer on the Ravens, just hoping that this team can kind of pull it together over, over these last three games, thinking that they are gonna probably finish eleven and five, maybe get that five seed, maybe even that six seed.
0: Yeah, so Ravens eighteen to one is good value. Um, person and look, if they start rolling and you know, they, they pick up momentum going into the playoffs, I think with the parity in the league. I keep saying it. Anybody can beat anybody. You, you know, you look at somebody like Pittsburgh almost lost to Dallas and, and, th- you know, things like that. Right. Um, but if you look a little bit closer at who the Ravens played and their losses, they lost to all playoff teams, right? They're, they're losing. They lost to Pittsburgh twice. They lost to Kansas city. They lost to Tennessee. Um, and I think they lost to new England. And yeah, they did in that like rain game and, uh, up in, in Boston, you know, in Foxborough, whatever. So, um, you know, I just don't know if they can necessarily win the big game in the playoffs against good teams like this. But again, you start building momentum. If Lamar Jackson can start finding, you know, some sort of rhythm with his receivers, his receivers start catching the ball. Um, you know, they, they had some pretty serious drops against Cleveland uh, on Monday night. Um, you know, w- why not? Right. Uh, 18 to one. I just like the number. Um, yeah. But th- they're still going to have to go through some some tough teams in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, K- Kansas City sitting there, um, they're obviously the team to beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there'll be a dog at Kansas City. And I'm not sitting. Hedge City, sitting, Hedge it, City. It, yeah, it's all about the number. Right. It is 100% about the number. Because, it, you know, if you just look at the AFC, I mean, you're talking the Chiefs, you're talking the Bills, you're talking the Steelers, you're talking the Ravens, maybe. I, to me, I... A healthy Ravens team, I'd probably have them in that first tier ahead of the Titans, ahead of the Colts, ahead of the Browns, ahead of the Dolphins, for sure, which are the four other teams that are vying for the playoffs. So, you know, could the Baltimore Ravens beat the Bills or the Steelers in the playoffs? Absolutely 100% yes. And then if you're in a situation where it's the AFC title game, probably in Kansas City and you have an 18-to-1 18, 18 ticket, hit City, baby. Yeah, I,
0: I yeah no, I, I agree. Look, I put them in the same tier. I put them against – up ahead of those, you know, three or four teams that are are wild card teams, um, if not equal, right? Um, And yeah, any of those teams could beat Baltimore too. uh, But the fact is, you know, at 18 to one, it's a good
1: number. The Pittsburgh Steelers-Wags, they have now dropped two in a row. Uh, They are beginning to have some pretty significant cluster injuries on defense. The big Ben injury news kind of begins to creep out every day seemingly he can't get the ball down the field we see all he's doing is basically checking the ball down five ten maybe 15 yards if they're lucky at a time if his guys can catch the ball which is a rarity these days as I know you've been tweeting out (laughs) um they're almost certainly going to win the division but look I mean if the Browns had won that game Monday Night Football they would have only been a game up on the on the Browns after starting 11-0. Uh, They are minus 13 on Monday Night Football this week at Cincinnati, so they should be fine there. But this is a team that I thought really needed that number one seed. They needed that bye. They needed potentially to host the Chiefs in the AFC title game if it got to that point. And now, you know, if things stay the same as they are, they'd have to go on the road versus the Chiefs in Kansas City in January where they'd probably be, you know, a touchdown dog, a, a, a significant number uh to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs here so you know after the Bengals Monday Night Football they play the Colts and then they play Cleveland two very losable games for them so after that 11-0 start against a very soft schedule and I get you know they handle their business they don't control the schedule that's fine but from a power ratings perspective this team has taken a significant hit here and that's why you see in the market AFC title numbers. The Chiefs are obviously the favorite. The Buffalo Bills are actually ahead of the Steelers now, and the Ravens are right behind Pittsburgh there. Pittsburgh 6-1 win the AFC after being 11-0 about eight days ago. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, definitely a little crazy, but uh, does it surprise me? Not really. Look, Pittsburgh's a really good team. They're solid um, pretty much across the board, right? They, they're a very sturdy team. Um, the fact that they were undefeated for so long was actually more of a shock to me than them losing the last two games. Um, Yeah. Is it concern? Mm, Maybe, Um, you know, it's like you said, you already mentioned it. It's concern that they lost um, home field advantage for the most part, especially to Kansas city. Um, You know, Cincinnati will be a win. um, But the last two games are, are definitely difficult. Now they looking back at their schedule, they had three back to back to back games, Cleveland at Tennessee at Baltimore. They won three in a row. Um, you know, uh, against good teams. I mean, you know, before that was Philly um, and after that was Dallas. So I'm not including but you know, this team could go on a run. Um, They've proved it. They've done it before and beat three teams, uh, good solid teams, playoff teams um, in a row. So uh, I'm not really that concerned. I mean, injuries are always a concern, but that's a concern for everybody. Um, Really. There's no team except for Kansas city out there that it surprises me when they lose. Right. I mean, uh, when Kansas City loses, I'm a little bit surprised because I think they are that good. And obviously, Kansas City's not undefeated. They're not gonna, you know, no team goes undefeated. No, nobody's done it since the the '72 Dolphins. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh certainly not an exception to that, and and you know, Kansas City either. Uh, teams can lose, things happen, uh, but to me, I think anybody can really beat Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they're they're not a going to overpower you they're just going to consistently be a good team throughout an entire game and and yeah this big ben you know he's not throwing it down the field as much he he's not but their offense is a little bit different right they have all these guys deontay johnson uh washington uh, claypool juju um they have four really young receivers who are really fast and big playmaker uh, guys. Um, they all have the ability to break one, and, and he's throwing these short slants, these quick screens, and it's working for them. They're they're you know in that mentality of first downs win uh, you know make touchdowns and thus win games. And they have a really solid defense. So I like Pittsburgh as a team. Are they the best team in the NFL? No, um, but they're a definitely legit playoff team. Definitely a top tier playoff team in the AFC and and you know it's they they could win definitely win the AFC championship uh wouldn't shock me uh, or they can lose the first round I mean this is the NFL yeah. this, this this stuff happens all the time and and that's what makes it great the NFL because anybody can beat anybody on any given time that's why the survivor leagues are great um you never know who's going to win and when there's going to be an upset
1: Steelers currently 11 and 2 the Chiefs are 12 and 1 the Pittsburgh Steelers aside from Saints backers this weekend, might be the biggest New Orleans Saints fans out there, right? Because if, if they want to have any chance of that one seed, they obviously need the Chiefs to drop a game somewhere. So the Chiefs minus three, this is certainly going to be the lowest spread that the Chiefs will be favored the rest of the year. They get the Char- the Falcons and then the Chargers at home over the last two weeks, so they'll be double-digit favorites there. So. Absolutely.
0: And then, you know, Buffalo Buffalo looking their chops. If they win out and Pittsburgh drops yeah. one, um, I think Buffalo holds that, you know, head-to-head. The two seed, uh, right you know? so buffalo will be a two seed and and pittsburgh you know will be uh you know probably uh, probably yeah, the a three thir- at a point. 13 and three seat three seed right it's crazy uh, <laughs> which is wild yeah and then you're gonna go to the nfc and you'll probably have a um seven and nine team uh in the east come out of that hosting
1: game. hosting a game
0: yeah hosting <laughs> a game
1: right speaking of the nfc's I know it's it's an awful division as far as the teams go, but it, the reason it's it, the fact that all four teams are awful has actually made this one of the most interesting divisions from an odds and betting perspective. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> it's an exciting, it's exciting. finish. It's yeah. exciting. finish. The Washington football team currently six and seven and game up on the Giants. Um, the current odds wags for the NFC East, the Washington minus three oh five, the Giants four to one, the Eagles six to one, Dallas is fifty to one. Um, it's funny, I I as everyone knows made a You know, NFL futures are are one of my most profitable things, Wags. I had three futures, preseason futures, dealing with the Washington football team. The one was a three-unit over five wins on the Washington football team, which cashed this weekend, which is great. The other one I had was Alex Smith to win Comeback Player of the Year, which is three to one, which is all but a shirt to win. Yep. The third and final one I had dealing with the Washington Football Team was Chase Young for two units to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, at two to one. Uh, I think after his performance this past weekend, that's he's certainly the favorite headed in, headed into the last month of the season here. He, so is, he is potentially so good. he is so yeah, fun he, to watch. He's I a mean, beast, man.
0: between him and Aaron Donald on like the defensive line, which you know doesn't really get all that much glory. Um, you know, other than you know sacks and, and nobody really pays attention. These two guys are dominant at their position, and they're so so much fun to watch.
1: They certainly are. So potentially, if uh, assuming Alex Smith wins the Comeback Player of the Year, and assuming Young wins the Defensive Rookie, that'd be a nice six unit pickup. Um, it's crazy. I'm looking at the. No, wa- no I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, an eight unit pickup on the Washington Football Team futures there. <laughs> inc- who
0: incredible. Who, who, who you apparently? Um, <laughs> the the last. What is this? Uh, Seven games, eight games. So I'm going to read off the last eight games of the Washington football team. They lost by one to the Giants on the road. Okay, imagine they they squeaked that out. They beat the Dallas 25 to three. Then they go on a bye. They lose to the Giants again by three points. So, you know, crushing. They they probably wish they uh, obviously wish they had both of them. But one of those games, they go to Detroit, lose by three. And then they win the last four games in a row. They beat Cincinnati by 11. They beat Dallas. They crushed Dallas by 25 uh, on Thanksgiving. They beat Pittsburgh on the road by six. And then they go on the road again to San Francisco and win by eight. I mean, Washington has got something going here. And now they have Seattle at home, Um, you know, a very tough game. And Seattle looked very impressive. And, you know, Seattle's kind of this hit-or-miss team. Uh, But could Washington, you know, beat Seattle at home, beat Carolina at home, uh, beat the Eagles on the road, and, and win the last seven games of the season. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So this is a, 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 an over-under of five this team has. I
1: know. I had three units on over. Yep. Not to say that I thought Alex Smith would come and play like he did. I thought – I mean, the reason I take the comeback players – Come you on, I admit it. You, you
0: really thought Kyle hmm. Allen was going to come in. He's my guy. He <laughs> you know nothing.
1: I mean, look, I, I did think if Alex Smith came in and took a snap, literally a snap, even if it was a kneel-down snap, he would win comeback player of the year just to 100%. get back on the field. So um, that was I almost died thinking I mean, there. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. That was the thinking there. But, I mean, look, if you just look at the point differential, which is sort of a key metric in terms of ex- expected wins, right? Dallas is around minus 100 in terms of point differential. The Giants and Philly are both around minus 55-ish. The Washington football team is plus 12. So this is a team that is actually expected to be better currently than, than their 6-7 and seven record. Now, I did see today we're taping Wednesday wags that Alex Smith did not practice today on Wednesday. He left the game the other day. He had like a calf issue, and I'm sure that they're taking extra precaution with him. So... Dwayne Haskins would be the guy. Now, this line opened Seattle minus four. It's up to five and a half. I even saw minus six. Some people thinking that Haskins is going to be the guy. That's going to be tough. I mean, clearly, this coaching staff had him as their third string quarterback for a reason. And from everything that I've seen from him, he's just simply not an NFL-level quarterback at this point. So, you know, tough to see him coming in for these last three games and, and the, the, the football team keeping up what they've been doing up to this point. But maybe Alex Smith can get back out there. Maybe Haskins can just kind of figure it out, be that game manager over over the last three games as of now. But uh, Alex Smith certainly trending to not play Sunday against Seattle.
0: Yeah, look, I still like the Washington football team. And even without Alex Smith, and I, I do think there's a, a step down, there's no doubt about it. But it's all about their defense. They also have a good running game. And if the quarterback, whoever comes in and starts, whether it be Haskins or Allen or whoever, all they have to do, and basically what Alex Smith has been doing, is manage the game. Checkdowns are okay. I mean, let your defense keep you in the games and you never know what's going to happen. And that's what's been going on with the Washington football team. They're not beating teams and they're not killing teams when they win. Um, but they're staying in these low scoring games, winning by uh, a one sc- one score and they have good coaching. So I, I think that's why I like Washington at this point. Um, you know, you, you mentioned them being a plus 12 uh, as far as point differential. I just want to give Our listeners, kind of, um, you know, comparison. The Cleveland Browns, who are nine and four, are minus twenty. Right. Okay. So, Cleveland fans, I'm happy for you. I mean, I really am. Um, But this team is vulnerable. So, uh, just want to point that
1: out. But Washington. That's why there was a ton of sharp money on the Ravens this past week.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, they they came back. They showed fight. I mean. I love watching Baker Mayfield. I mean, sometimes it's cringeworthy and and some of the mistakes that he makes, but he plays with fire. He's going to come out and give you everything, even if sometimes he comes out and and just, you know, gives you a zero. Um, But he's going to come out with fire and he's going to play hard. So, Um, but yeah, back to the NFC East. Uh, It's going to be a good finish. Uh, I'm curious to see. Look, Washington's got to play Seattle this week. Uh, Giants playing Cleveland. I mean, that's a tough game, but winnable.
1: Um, and, and their quarterback situation. Yep. It looks like now like they're going to go with McCoy. Apparently, they, they really rushed Danny Dimes out there very, very prematurely from last week. So, yep. you know, it's, that's tough if you have a Giants. to be I, tough. That was a team that I liked. I, I think it was around plus 350. We talked about it about a month or so ago. Um, Certainly not with Colt McCoy there. I don't like it as much, but they've been playing a lot better. I faded them this past week against Arizona, but that defense is legit, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, it would not shock me at all if the top three teams in the East lost and Dallas wins, (laughs) and it makes things even crazier um, because Washington's got Seattle, the Giants have the Browns, Philly now after a big win has to go on the road, and we'll talk a little bit about that later to Arizona, and Dallas is sitting there hosting San Fran. Now, is that a, uh, you know, an easy game for them? No. Um, but could they win? Yes. And if that's sure. the case, I think they probably have the best chance of winning maybe maybe the Giants. I don't know. I would say Dallas. 50-1. Yeah, I would say the Dallas is probably the best chance of winning that game and all of the other three losing. And it, this being um, a crazier division than ever uh, going into the last two
1: weeks of the season. It's a fun division, man. It's certainly more fun than, I don't know, say the AFC West or something like that where you've known for three months who's going to win. Yep. So, certainly interesting. Um, All right, Wags, big games this weekend start with college football. Clemson-Notre Dame ACC title game, guys, Saturday, 4 p.m. in Charlotte. Clemson currently minus 10.5 versus Notre Dame, total 59.5. A rematch, of course, from November 7th when Clemson went into Notre Dame Without Trevor Lawrence, they lost as five point favorites in double overtime 47 to 40. The winner of this game will get into the playoff. The loser may or may not get in. We talked about this in depth earlier in the pod, uh, depending on other teams' results, of course. Uh, In that game earlier in November with no Trevor Lawrence, Clemson still put up 473 yards including 439 passing yards. Uh, At the end of their day, their problem was twofold. A lack of a rushing game, obviously, and they they put up just 34 yards rushing and turnovers. They lost two fumbles in that game. On the other side of the ball, I talked about Ian Book. It's sort of a dark horse Heisman that some people are starting to chatter about a little bit. Um, He was pretty good versus Clemson, 22 of 39 for 310, but they relied on their rushing game. I mean, they put up 209 yards on the ground. A lot of that was because of the lead they built. They were up 23-13 to 13 at halftime. One aspect to think about in this game, the Notre Dame defensive coordinator recently just accepted the job at Vanderbilt. Um, whenever you see that happen right before a, a, t- a title game or a bowl game, whatever, it's always a, a kind of a, a, an asterisk that I pay attention to because he's been out there getting his staff, interviewing for this job, moving his family, purchasing, you know, a house and near the university, all that stuff, that is turn, that is obviously taking away from his time in preparing for Clemson. I'm not saying he's ignoring his responsibilities for this game, but I am saying that there's only so much time in the day. And whenever that kind, of, that kind of a thing happens, always look at how that might affect the Notre Dame team. This is a Clemson team that put up 40 points without Trevor Lawrence. So when you get Trevor Lawrence in there against a Notre Dame DC who may not be fully focused on this game, just an extra factor to kind of think about that
0: yeah no it's a it's a good thing to consider um know, yeah, I, I think we're pro look notre dame and i mentioned this on the pod after that game tackled so well against clemson um they there was a few times etienne almost broke away um and i say a few i mean like i'm talking five or six different times where if this guy doesn't make a tackle you know it's an 80 yard touchdown run um but they made sh- they were sh- very sure tacklers, and they, um, you know, they ended up winning the game because of it. I think so. Uh, if they can tackle like that again, um, you know, they're going to keep themselves in the game. Otherwise, I th- I think you know Clemson's going to have their way on this defense. Um, and I think the way <laughs> that Clemson's going to come out, I mean, they're 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 going to be fired up after a yes. loss, right? I mean, this this is a a good situation for Clemson, I think to come in, but um, you know, I don't, I also don't expect Notre Dame to lay down, right. You know, they, I think have some, I don't think they're coming into this game at all. Like, Hey, we're undefeated. Clemson has to come through us. I think they're going to be playing hard as a dog and and saying, you know, we're, we're disrespected. We just beat this team. And now we're, you know, 11 point dogs or whatever it is. Um, You know, they're, they're going to come out fired up. So I expect a hard-hitting physical game.
1: I think there's a real chance if Notre Dame gets blown out that they don't get in the Final Four. Um, I know that it's Notre Dame and the committee wants them in and they'll do literally everything they possibly can. But to say that Clemson blows them out, you're obviously looking at Alabama, and Clemson, and say Ohio State wins. Ohio State since so there's only one spot left, right? So say that one of these other teams makes a statement, Iowa State, Texas A&M, Uh, USC even, obviously, long shot, Oklahoma, something like that. I mean, then you're kind of playing with fire there if you're Notre Dame. So I I agree with you. I mean, they're going to come out hot. Um, Obviously, they know if they win, they're in. But it's it's tough. I mean, they went from plus 5 to plus 10, and that game was at home when that game was without Trevor Lawrence. So. Should be a very interesting game. Trevor Lawrence, of course, has done this before at the ACC, ACC title game in Charlotte. Notre Dame is not. So just one other factor there as well as far as the location of the game. NFL Wags might be the game on paper of the year, maybe, possibly. Potential Super Bowl matchup. Chiefs go into New Orleans, face the Saints. Chiefs currently minus three, total 51 and a half. The Saints come back home after three straight road games in a true letdown spot last week versus the Eagles. They are in an extremely rare home dog role here against the Chiefs. The Chiefs on back-to-back road games here off their win last week versus the Dolphins. They did not cover that game. They won by six as Miami got a late field goal. The Chiefs now 0-5 in their last five games against the spread. They last covered against the New York Jets on November 1st as 20-point favorites in that one. Uh, With the loss, it was a huge loss for the Saints. They are no longer in line for the one seed that now belongs to the Packers and as a result are no longer the NFC favorites the Packers are now plus 250 favorites in the NFC Uh, the Saints right behind them at plus 275 but just a massive massive game here likely to determine who would potentially host that NFC title game I mean if you're the Saints this is the most obvious thing in the world but you'd much rather play the NFC title game in the warm dome assuming Drew Brees is back then or even with Taysom Hill, as opposed to having to go up to cold, 10-degree Lambeau Field in the, in the middle of January. So huge game here for the Saints as well as for the Chiefs. I mean, look, if they can win this game, they will almost certainly lock up that one seed. As I mentioned before, they have two more home games the rest of the year against the Falcons and the Chargers, where they'll be significant favorites there. So, uh, But if if the Chiefs drop this game, that leaves it wide open for the for the Steelers and maybe even potentially the uh, Buffalo Bills. So just a really huge game um, as far as the seeding goes for both these teams.
0: Yeah, I, this game's going to be awesome to watch. I mean, they're they're both going to go out and, and obviously play their tails off. So, I mean, you're looking at two of the best teams in the NFL going at it. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to, you know, seeing how the Saints bounce back at home. You know, Chiefs back-to-back road games, you know, having to go to Miami um, and now – to new orleans it's going to be interesting to see um you know mahomes kind of brush up off of a bad performance even though they won they put up a ton of points um you know i, I think he threw more picks than he had all season um last week so we'll see what happens uh, i'm pumped for that game I'm, I'm i'm torn i mean this is a, a tough cap too so um, i in, interested to see what happens and how it plays out
1: i wish they had flexed this bad boy to sunday
0: night Oh, it would be so much better.
1: I think it was an issue with the networks; they legally couldn't because they wanted to keep this game. Uh, it's on CBS as their you know third uh, late afternoon game. But instead, we get the New York Giants. Eh. <laughs> I mean, come on, Brown, um, Browns
0: on back to back night game. Maybe that's what it was. They didn't want Cleveland to go Monday to Sunday. I don't know.
1: Early Sunday. Instead, we get the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. Man, should be great. Incredible. I mean, incredible. Two yeah, terrible. I mean, primetime. I'm games. hearing, yeah, I, I'm hearing more and more about Drew Brees that he's probably not going to start this game. I'm also hearing that he might not play another snap this year. Um, the expectation was that he would be coming back. Apparently, his rehab hasn't been going as well as they had hoped. Obviously, he's on the older end of the NFL spectrum here. But I mean, if he's not back there. I, you know, sign me up for basically any other team but the Saints. It's tough for me to see Taysom Hill leading the New Orleans Saints through the gauntlet is the NFC team, the NFC playoffs, where a lot of those teams are very evenly matched. There, so um, as of now, Wednesday afternoon, we're trending that Taysom Hill is going to start this game. Uh, they're still, I think, holding out hope that Breeze could could get in there potentially, and, and we'll kind of see how that goes. But apparently, again, their rehab has not gone as well as they had hoped. So, yeah, it's kind of sad.
0: Um, I don't think Breeze and Mahomes have ever faced each other, so. Um, The only other potential chance, if he doesn't play on Sunday, would be uh, the Super Bowl. Um, Assuming Breeze retires after this year, which um, I'm hearing
1: more and more is the most likely situation. Should be a good one. Can't wait for that game. All right, guys. Monday Night Football Contest Time, $200 in site credit. I'm going to read three questions off. Whoever gets all three right and gets your answers in first wins 200 bucks in site credit to TheRealMrACL.com. It's a barn burner Monday night, so you're definitely going to need the contest to sort of stay interested. Um, <laughs> you can DM your answers on Twitter to either myself or Wags or email either one of us. Uh, ACL at the TheRealMrACL.com or cap and Wags at TheRealMrACL.com with your answers. Question number one, Monday Night Football Steelers at the Bengals, are you taking Pittsburgh minus 13.5? Are you taking Cincinnati plus 13.5? Question two, name the player who will score the last touchdown in the football game. Question three, Name. give us the total number of touchdowns scored in the second half of the game, and that includes overtime. Total number of touchdowns scored in the second half of the game plus overtime if it goes to overtime. All right. Get all three right. Be the first one to get all three right. Boom. Done. 200 bucks in site credit to the winner. Free play time, man. You ready? Let's do it. Why don't you go first? I will go first. Uh, Alabama first half last week was a winner, which is good. Minus 18. We are sticking, I'm going to be, yeah, sticking college football here. Saturday, I'm going to the Sunbelt Championship game, guys. I am taking Louisiana plus 3.5. Uh, to me, this line is simply an overreaction to all the hype that Coastal Carolina has been getting the last, I'll say, month or so. Uh, these two teams last, these two teams played in October, they played October 14th. Louisiana was a nine-point favorite. Okay, I know Coastal will obviously wind up winning that game by a field goal 30-27, to 27, but this line tells you where odds makers had this game from a power ratings perspective not that long ago. What's happened since then? Has Louisiana lost a bunch of games, So they lost a bunch of guys? No. They've won every single one of their games, every single one. And how they come into this game off a bye. They've had two weeks to get ready for this coastal team, yet we have a 12 and a half point line move. Uh, this is a Louisiana team that went into Iowa State early in the year, won Iowa State, who's now what, sixth in the in the in the rankings? They went into Iowa State, and they won by 17 this year. Uh, Aside from that, they only have one loss all year, a three-point loss to Coastal. Uh, And, look, I I love the whole Coastal thing. I get the hype about Coastal. They won. They beat BYU. Game days there. They're getting all this hype, and I think that's why this line is a little bit inflated there, just because of all the hype that uh, Coastal has had. I think Louisiana feels disrespected. I mean, this is a team that, again, has lost one game by three points all year. Uh, I, th- I think that they feel disrespected. I think we're getting a lot, some line value because of all the hype that, that Coastal has gotten. So I'm going to be taking Louisiana here over a field goal at plus 3.5 versus Coastal.
0: Yeah, I, I love that play, uh, ACL. And, um, you know, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing how that will play out because um, I'm definitely going to be on that one as well. Uh, nice. For my free play, I'm going to switch it over to the NFL. We're going to do a two-team parlay. Uh, we are going to make it a six-point parlay. Uh, six, parlay. I'm sorry. Teaser or parlay? I'm sorry. Teaser. I'm looking at <laughs> another play. I'm literally <laughs> hey, looking at my card. Yeah, no, no. Really, you're really moving <laughs> things up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse excuse that. Um, a six-point teaser in the NFL uh, with the Arizona Cardinals minus one um, and the Tampa Bay Bucks pick em reason I like that uh look Arizona's coming back home um you know after being on the road uh, against the Giants and, and the Eagles are coming off a very big emotional win with a new starter uh, against the Saints um you know they have to go out west now uh play the Cardinals at home I just I really like the Cardinals in this situation uh good spot for them and, and the Bucks um in a divisional game yes it's on the road um, but I just think they're a better team um, yeah, I, I think they're better coached, and I, and I think they're going to win the game. Um, so that's why I'm going to take Tampa Bay, pick them in that uh, with the Arizona Cardinals,
1: minus one. Good stuff, guys. All right. Bowl, he, there was one bowl cancellation that happened so far. It was the Southern Miss UTS game, the, the Frisco Bowl, which was supposed to happen this weekend. So bowl season starts Monday, guys. Hello. It is Appalachian Be State still. versus North Texas. Uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl that is Monday. The bowl package is up on the site. Um, it is strictly for the for, for the bowls. There's a, a separate thing if you want this week in place, but the the bowl package, which begins Monday the 21st, is up on the site now. So definitely take that. Uh, take a look at that. Crush bowl season every single year. It's just such a good, so many good situational spots during these bowl games. So cannot wait for the Bulls to get going. Definitely looking forward to that up on the site. Wags has been tweeting about hockey, which hopefully will be started in January. And, of course, the NBA gets going this week, um, which is awesome. The NBA one-a-day package is up there as well. So, crazy, crazy how, how
0: quickly that came upon us, right? Um, right. You know, with <laughs> it with does feel COVID, like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, the finals were, were not so long ago. Football obviously helps that uh, pass some time. And now we're already back into the NBA season, NHL right, across, uh, right around the corner. Um, and, man, like you just said, can't wait to crush the Bulls. We
1: do it every year. App State versus North Texas, baby. App State minus 19. The Immortal Beach Bowl. Who you Love got? It. Love it. Who you got? Love Find it. out. There we go. All right, guys. com is the website. Twitter at TheRealMysteryCL at and Wags. Please, guys, give us a five-star review. We definitely do appreciate it. We get so many nice DMs from you guys, giving us you know content. Uh, suggestions, what you like, what you don't like, and we definitely appreciate that too. Keep it coming. It definitely uh, helps us keep the pod fresh and all that too. So, five star review. We really do appreciate that. Thank you so much for those. And uh, anything else we ask before we get out of here?
0: No, I think that covers it. Uh, you know, again, I hope everybody's having a great holiday season and um, can't wait for uh, this weekend and then right into bowl season. So, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. One of the better football weekends, maybe the best football weekend of the entire year. All right, guys, for WAGS, I am ACL. Good luck on all your plays. We'll talk to you soon.